Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for strength. Thank you for ability, Lord. Thank you for ability, Lord. Thank you for ability, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for your church. And I thank you for what you are doing, mighty God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your strength, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Great and awesome God. Awesome in power, awesome in ability, and awesome in strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that 2020 is not a mistake. I thank you, Lord, that 2020 is not a year that our dreams and our hope will miscarry. I thank you that 2020 is not going to be a year where we'll dig our own graves. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that 2020 is not a year. It is not going to be that year that we are going to remember misery, that we are going to, rem to remain in pain. We refuse to be in pain and stay in pain. We refuse to be inflicted uh, and bombarded by atrocities that are going on. We refuse uh, to give in to acute depression and anxiety in this time and in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that you are not a socially distant God. I thank you, Father, that you are nigh to us by the blood of Jesus. I thank you that now we have the peace with God. I thank you, Father, for families. I thank you for individuals. I thank you for boys and girls that you are bringing into your house each and every day. I thank you for many unknown that you are bringing into your house. I thank you for your church physically in Stellenbosch and the invisible church that is yet to manifest in the natural in all different parts of the globe in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for gifts that are sown to the altars. I thank you for tithers. I thank you for those offerings that have fallen upon the corridors of the altar in the mighty name of Jesus even during this difficult time. Lord, I pray that you remember those families. I pray, Father, that you remember those individuals in the mighty name of Jesus. We have sacrificed their lives for your work. We have sacrificed their life for the kingdom. We have sacrificed their lives taking care of the ministers of the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak a blessing and not a curse. In the mighty name of Jesus, the blessing that follow. In the name of Jesus, that obedience may it so abound. In the name of Jesus, may you fully abound in, unto all things. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare in your life that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. Lord, I thank you for key players who are helping the work of God continue. In the mighty name of Jesus, partnering with us in the ministry in the name of Jesus. I thank you for gifts that are sown right now in Jesus' mighty name. And I want to thank you for homes that are open for the preaching of the gospel. I want to thank you for vessels that have given themselves to serve in the church in the mighty name of Jesus. Arise, O sleeper. Arise from your slumber and God will, God will give you might. Arise and shine for thy light has come in the mighty name of Jesus. For no man lights a candle and put it under a bushel. I pray now for your church for the remaining half of 2020. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am speaking strength. I am speaking ability. In the name of Jesus, you will not give in to depression. You will not give in to pain. You will not succumb to COVID-19. You will not lose your life. Your destiny will not be terminated. I rebuke premature death. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak preservation and I speak life. In the mighty name of Jesus, right in your home, right in your house, may you be protected. May you be kept uh, 
by the power of the Almighty God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory. Santo liba shandi, karo sabadeleke shatala bahasa, karo santo libadi, rita kababa shakatele bahasa. May you find strength. May you be rooted in the moves of God in the mighty name of Jesus. May you arise in the moves of God in the mighty name of Jesus. May you so high in the moves of God in the name of Jesus. I come against every demonic arsenal. I come against hunger. I come against lack. I come against acute poverty. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak uh, the ability of God and His faithfulness in your life. Uh, his ability as Jaira. His ability as provider. His ability as God who meets us at our point of need. His ability as God who feeds our mouth. Uh, the Bible said He has filled the hungry with good things. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, I pray for the ability of God to multiply two loaves, um, to multiply um, fish in the mighty name of Jesus, two fishes and five loaves. Um, I pray for that ability of God who is a multiplier, who turns water into wine, who turns water into something thirsty, who turns water into something sweet. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for your life. I pray for the sweetness of God. I pray for the goodness of God. I come against every heaviness in your heart. I come against every heaviness in your spirit. May that heaviness shift right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, may that heaviness and that heavy, heavy Lord be broken off your shoulders. In the name of Jesus, I speak soundness from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. In the mighty name of Jesus, may God anoint you for ingenuity. For God anoint you for proactivity. For God anoint you for opportunity. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you be called. May your phone ring. In the name of Jesus, for opportunity. In the name of Jesus, for your deliverance. In the mighty name of Jesus for your breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus for your deliverance. In the mighty name of Jesus, may it be so in your life, in your life, the provisions of God. May you not walk in lack. May you not walk in lack in Jesus' name. Father, I pray. Karosida, Karosabade, Karosando, Karosama, Karodai, Shadaribade, Rida Basson, Taribadai, Rantoda Sikade, La Subla Ajodaba, Kendo Rigadai, Lesuda. Balo shante kaligade, la sumpatalo boshakata, rege de 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 boshakata la baha. Arise, Almighty God, and let our enemies be scattered. In the mighty name of Jesus, reconteri da basika telebe. Fight for your church, O God. You say in Isaiah 54:17 that no weapon, strategy, and no enemy ingenuity fashioned against your church shall prosper. I speak the blood of Jesus upon every doorpost of every house. COVID-19 will not enter. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak the blood of the lamp. May it be a Passover in this season. A Passover oh God. In the name of Jesus, death will not come knocking at our doorsteps. Lake will not come knocking at our doorsteps. Sickness will not come knocking at our doorsteps. Bad news will not come knocking at our doorsteps. I pray for your church. I pray for homes. I pray for individuals. I pray for mothers. I pray for fathers. I pray for young boys. I pray for young girls as they return to schools, as they return to their respective places, respective workplaces, 
places. I speak the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive strength in your family. Receive strength in your house. Receive the protection of God in your house. Oh God, arise in the mighty name of Jesus. You are God, our King. We lift up our eyes to the hills, but from whence cometh our help? Our help cometh from you, Father. Our help cometh from you, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not allow the sun to smite us by day, not the moon by night. You will preserve our souls, even forevermore. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. It is so, Father. It is so, Father. It is so, Father. Let it be so, for it cannot be otherwise. Arise, arise, arise. In Limpompo, in Durban, in Indonesia, arise in Zimbabwe, in the UK, in the United States, in Miami. Oh God, arise in all different places where your children are planted. Arise in Johannesburg and let the righteousness, the peace of God, oh the moves of God that surpasses all understanding. I pray for strength upon your church, Father, this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for strength upon your church this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, I decree, I declare that everything will work together for the good. Everything will work together for your good. I declare that everything will work together for your good. Your thoughts will work together for your good. Your mind will work together for your good. Everything happening in your life. In Jesus' name. In Thank you, Holy Ghost, in the mighty name of Jesus. We are going to go into the book of Genesis quickly. Quickly, we are going into the book of Genesis. Today, we are preaching on the title, Living in the Moments. Living in the moments. Living in the moments. Living in the moments or enjoying the moments. Hallelujah. So we are going into Genesis chapter number one. That's where we are going to take our, our text. And uh, the very uh, first text is going to come from Genesis chapter number one, verse 10, which says, And God called the dry land earth and uh, the gathered water he called sea. And God saw that it was good. We are going to go to verse 12. And God saw that it was good. We are going to go also to verse 18. And God saw that it was good. We are going to go to verse 21. And God saw that also it was good. We are going to go also to verse 25. And God saw that it was good. We are going 
going also to verse um, to verse 31 and God saw everything that he had made and behold it was good and evening and the morning were the sixth day Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your daily bread that you give us, Father. Thank you for the daily bread that you give unto us to feed our hearts, to feed our souls. I thank you, Father, that your word is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, even reaching unto the bone marrow. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Speak a word of life to our lives, a word of transformation. Oh God, and arise, and arise in our midst. I bind every demonic traffic. I hinder the free flow of demons. Throw your weight around and prove to the devil that you are the master. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Hallelujah. So the title of this presentation this morning is Living in the Moment. Living in the Moment. Our lives have changed. Our societal tectonic plates have shifted from the 60s, the 80s, and, and the 90s. The millennial era is so vast and complex. It has become a knowledge age. Uh, we have come from the stone age and we have developed uh, even into uh, what we call the industrial age or the re industrial revolution. But now we have entered the information age, the digital age. Uh, we have entered into another sphere. We have entered into another kind of a society. And uh, it is believed that after six years, societal trends change. Fashion trends change in every six years. But I believe that that time frame and that estimation is uh, reducing um, each and every day because of the speed and because of the speed of lightning that knowledge is moving and uh, the speed of development. Uh, uh, just the previous year, life was normal, but now we have um, seen uh, in this day and time something that this generation has not witnessed, which is COVID-19, a global pandemic. Uh, we have witnessed deaths in one year like never before. Lives, we have seen a great loss of lives in this year and it has become very difficult for many. Um, and one of the greatest challenges of this time and season is lack and poverty because the economical hub is affected. The socio-economic life is also affected. The financial sector is also affected. So everything that constitutes the human life, everything that was making sense in our world is no longer making sense uh, except God. Uh, and I think that uh, one of the good things that we can learn from this time and this season is that God is good and that God is good all the time. We can can see and learn in this season that our God's word is remaining true and, and God is remaining faithful unto all. One of the greatest things that has remained unchanged is God. Society is changing, but God is remaining unchanged. Everything is changing, but God is not changing. God is remaining the same God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So one of the good things that we learn in this time and in this season is that we cannot find help in medicine. We cannot find help in human strength. Everything else is temporary. One day you have a car, the next day you have COVID-19, the next day you are dead and buried. We have seen that life is 
only owned by God. We have seen that even the right to breathe is a right that God gives. It is not a human right. No, it is not a human right. Everything is of God. We are of God. Even our wealth, even our money, it is of God. The Bible says silver and gold is mine. We are only stewards here on earth. So you need to understand that we are living in a day and time where we see the faithfulness of God, where we see that God is unchanging. Everything else is changing and God is unchanging. So in this time, however, a lot of people have given to depression because they failed to lift up to lift up their eyes towards God. They failed to lift up their eyes to the Almighty God. A lot of people have given uh, up. They've thrown in the tower. A lot of people are giving in to depression, acute anxiety, uh, stress, and etc. Uh, uh, etc. Et we are living in a day and time where the mortality rate because of suicide is rising. Uh, people have a lot of money, but people uh, have nothing. People have everything, but people have nothing. Uh, people have many friends, but they have no friends. People are constantly talking and chatting on WhatsApp, but they have no one to talk to. Well, there is a paradox uh, that is happening in this generation that we are we are a generation that is everything, but we have nothing. We are a generation that is so bubbly and, and putting smiles each and every day, but we are not happy. We are a generation that is very accommodative, but very broken. We are a generation that is uh, very hopeful about life, but also very suicidal. This has become a generation that is complex because people have chosen to find meaning of life from within human society, from within our own earthly societies, which is a flawed theory. We can only find and make sense out of everything upon the face of the earth from the word of God. That is why the church is still valid. Doors are closed due to COVID-19, but the invisible church is growing. They have closed the building, but the spirit is growing. People are drawing nigh to God like never before. And the tragedy is that old Christians are still reluctant. Old Christians are doubting God. But heathens are coming nigh to the blood of Jesus. Heathens are coming closer and closer to the glory of God because they have found that medicine is useless. Doctors are useless. Any other thing is useless. Money is not a shield. Money is not a confidence. A big mansion is not a confidence. Everything else, a car, a house, children, families, breadwinners, they are not the confidence for us today. The world is realizing now, heathens are realizing now that there is something greater to life which is God. There is something high which is exalted. There is something high which is exalted and above, and that is the deity, and that is God. So while his church are becoming complacent, the world is advancing closer to the throne of God. So I believe that it is very important in this day and in this season, we move closer to God like never before. The Bible says, when my heart is overwhelmed, bring me closer, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I believe this is the day and time that when our hearts are overwhelmed, with lack. When our hearts are overwhelmed with nothing, the Bible says, for there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Friends may walk away, but there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. I want to tell somebody, we are living in a day and time where complexities are increasing. It has become a complex society. It has become a site of struggle for many, but the church of God is advancing. And one of the reasons, one of the major reasons 
why people can't enjoy the moments why people have become so depressed like never before why people have become so discouraged like never before why marriages are breaking like never before why divorce rate is rising like never before why people are becoming suicidal depressed like never before why food is not tasty like never before why there is anxiety like never before why there is an, uh, confusion like never before it is basically unnecessarily because of this one major reason that I want to talk about. So we are going to draw a hypothesis from Genesis chapter number one that I believe is going to be very relevant, knowledgeable for your life, uh, to give you information and to give you wisdom. So Genesis chapter number one, we see God who is the all-powerful God. The Bible says in the beginning God, in the beginning Elohim in Hebrew, which means God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So the triune God, one but in three, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the almighty, the all-powerful God in strength and ability, created the world in series, seven-day series. It became a process. The process of creation was not instant makeup. What am I saying? You discover that we are in a day and time where people lack the attribute of patience. We are living in a day and time where people can't be patient anymore. We are living in a day and time where people want instant makeup. Want people want microwave relationships. People want microwave uh, marriages. People want microwave jobs, microwave careers, microwave degrees, microwave friends. So everything in this generation is in a hurry. Everything in this generation is so fast. So we are living in a generation that people are living in a microwave age. We have moved from the industrial age. Now it's a millennial age, digital age, but it's also a microwave age. Instant makeup. Life is not only life is not only understood as one path life is not only a series of instant miracles instant money instant healing life is not series of instant makeup life is a series of instant happenings and also processes there are some things that will happen in a day and there are some things that will happen in 10 years there are things that will happen in a week and there are some things that will take four years five years there are things that will happen in a day but there are things that will happen in nine months so you need to understand that although God was the most powerful God able to create everything in one day but he couldn't create in one day that's why you see even builders don't build a house even in one hour it takes a process it needs cement to dry up to dry up it needs corners to be measured up it needs to the foundation to be ready and to be set not everything is just built in one hour it takes a process so Upon the face of the earth, not everything happens in your life in an instant moment. Some things will happen in an instant moment, but some things will take time. Some things will take a process. Hallelujah. So you need to understand from the Genesis account that God, although he is powerful, God, although he is the almighty, he created the world in seven days, different days. He created the world in seven days. I want to tell you a distinction between the first Adam and the last Adam. The first Adam was an instant makeup. He was just created an adult. He never experienced childhood. He never experienced kindergarten. But the second Adam, who is Jesus, he had to experience kindergarten. He had to experience the process of human makeup. He had to be conceived in the womb nine months. His birth was not spectacular in any other thing. His birth was 
a natural human uh, birth. The labor for Mary was not just uh, another special divine birth. It was a normal natural birth according to the custom of the human life. So you discover that Jesus as a baby had to be uh, sang to bedtime stories. They had to sing to Jesus bedtime stories. They had to tickle Jesus every now and then. Jesus could cry for milk although he was God. God inherent in man. God imminent in our midst. Our Emmanuel. But that same Emmanuel had a pamper. That same Emmanuel had to enjoy Celerac. That same Emmanuel had to enjoy walking wearing a booties. That same Emmanuel had to be walked to school to learn how to write A, B, C to D and to write the alphabet and to spell and to multiply and to add and to divide. So that same Emmanuel had to be schooled in the knowledge of human wisdom. Hallelujah. He was not an instant makeup. And if we compare the two, you realize that Adam did not last long. Instant things instantly disappeared as well. But also for, for Jesus, although he went in a process, he also took 30 years to manifest his Godheadship. He also had to take 30 years to manifest his deity side, his divine side. He only manifested it for three years, but he took 30 years to preach, 30 years to become who he is and to reveal himself and to die. So I think it is very important in this generation to understand that life is not only an instant makeup. Life is also a process. Some things will take a process. Therefore, the virtue of patience is needed. The virtue of contentment is needed. The virtue of waiting diligently, waiting in prayer, waiting and being watchful, being a seer in the spirit is also needed. Hallelujah. And never wavering in faith like Abraham is also important. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. That's why you see the Bible is a Bible of stories. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 12, you discover that our faith is different. Our faith is appropriated differently in our lives. Hallelujah. To an Abraham, you discover he, he had to be 90. He had to be 90 and his wife, hallelujah, for him to receive a child. For, for, for Hannah, he had to go for three years and so forth every year, back and forth, praying in the temple until he received a baby. And, and for Samson, it was just a, an angel visitation. For Mary, it was an angel visitation. For, for Elizabeth also, hallelujah. So uh, I want you to understand that our faith stories are different according to the grace that God has given us. We are not going to run the same race. We are going to be run to run different races. That's why it's useless to make comparison of our lives one unto another. The Bible says they comparing themselves amongst each other, they are not wise. So I want you to understand that it's very important that you don't compare your life with any other person. Don't compare your life with your neighbors. Don't compare your life with your friends at school. Don't compare your life with colleagues at work. Don't compare your life with anybody. You are uniquely created with your purpose unique in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So when we come back to the Genesis account, you understand in the Genesis account that God had to create the world in stages. And every stage that God reached, God gave a compliment. God had to reflect on his work and say, this is good. So this is the mystery of this message this morning. Some of us, so many of us, especially millennials, we are killing our dreams because we are over dreaming. We are dreaming things that we can't afford. We are dreaming of houses that we can't afford. We have so big dreams that we are even killing the small things that are happening in our lives. 
We are not enjoying the moments where we are because we are so caught up in the pressure of the dream fulfillment. We are not denying that things that we write down and dreams are fulfilled. But we are saying, do not let the idea of a big dream kill the small dreams and your small achievements. Do not let the idea of a big dream kill your efforts. Do not let the idea of a big dream kill your achievements. A lot of millennials nowadays, we are killing our dreams. We are killing our progress because we are not appreciative of the small things that we have achieved. We are not appreciative of the small things that we have done. We are, not, uh, we are not confident of where we are in life. We are not content with where we are. This is the, this is the paradox of life. You find that a poor person with nothing is happy and a rich man with everything is sad. This, what is the mystery behind this? The mystery behind this is that whenever we start achieving goals, Whenever we are so accustomed to a life of goal achievement, goal achievement, that life is also a trap and there's an extreme side where you are also caught up in a process of wanting to achieve things and forgetting to appreciate the things that you have already achieved. And so a lot of people are miserable nowadays because they are walking in a path where they are so caught up in the dream world to a point that they ignore they undermine the great things that they've already achieved. We have become a society that admires that Lamborghini, that admires that big house, that admires that big, big cake, that admires big things that are up ahead. And we have become that generation that is not content with where we are. We have also become that generation that despises our own accomplishment. But when we look at God and his word from the book of Genesis, we see God creating just the stars in the sky. God creating just the lights in the sky. God creating just the mountains out there. But God also coming back and saying, this is good. Why are you saying it's good when it's an incomplete picture? Why are you giving a compliment when this thing is half done? Why are you so appreciative when this thing is half done? So this is an art that this generation needs to learn. That when we are pursuing our dreams, when we are pursuing those, those big, big dreams, when we are pursuing our goals, it is equally important that we are very, very appreciative. We are so grateful of where God has brought us to and how far he has brought us. That is why you see that a lot of people say, when I look back at what God has done, I am so grateful. If I see how far God has taken me, I am so grateful. This is a heart of gratefulness. This is a heart of cheerfulness. This is a heart of joy. A heart that celebrates God. Although the miracle is not yet done, but you are in your expectancy. While you are still expectant, you are still excited about what God is about to do. And this is a mystery that has been robbed by the enemy of this generation. This generation is so caught up of being big uh, social bloggers, big YouTubers, big uh, Facebookers. But on top of that, they despise. They despise the very small things that they are accomplishing in their own atmospheres. We have become a world that is in communication with everybody else. 
to a moment that we undermine the small friends that always check up on us, the small friends that always call us, the small call that we receive from that person that we are used to. We have become that generation that talks to everybody and we, we forget those people who are around us and near to us who are bringing change and impact. We have become now a cyber generation, a generation that loves the internet more than the real life, a generation that loves the abstract more than the reality, a generation that, that is so happy with, with, the, with the actual, with the estimated and not the actual, a generation that only celebrates, a generation that is not content with where they are in life. That is what we have become in this time. But I want to encourage somebody this morning and say, let's look at God in the book of Genesis. God in the book of Genesis creates a small portion and comes back and says, this is good. And the next day, he adds a little bit of something and says, this is good. Up to the sixth day, where God says, this is very very, very good. How many things have God done in your life that you have not even given thanks to Him? The life you are breathing, the life that you have, the family that you have, the friends that you have, the children that you have. Let us not be robbed of the joys of the process. But we need to learn the of enjoying the moments living in the moments not not living in what shall be huh? what shall be is up to the Lord that is why you find that early this morning some people who had dreams and hopes just couldn't cope up another day the Lord took him took them home that's why you see even as, we, as you are hearing this word there's someone who is actually dying in hospital right now all over the world Every minute there's someone dying out there and there's a baby being born out there. So I want you to know that the ability even to listen and hear to this podcast, there's someone without this ability of hearing. Watching messages on Facebook, there is somebody who is deprived of sight. And look at how we have become a people who are so ungrateful of the processes of life. The things that we already have, we don't want them. We don't love them. We don't appreciate them. The husbands, the wives, the friends, the colleagues. Look, we have become a generation that is not content with where we are. And that is why we are so depressed. That is why we are so broken. That is why we are so wounded in life. That is why we have become so suicidal. Because we have become a generation that is ungrateful. We have become a generation that is ungrateful. But I want you, I want you to learn the ability, even this 2020, the ability of walking and enjoying the moments that God brings in your life. Never to take it for granted. Never to take it for granted. Never. Many people have started businesses and dropped. Why? Because there is what we call the hockeystick effect. In every organization where you start high with high hopes with high capital with high investment but for some time there is a season where the cave will go down where you are making losses this is where your hope is tested when you come out of Egypt there is a place called the wilderness 
before the land of Canaan, where your faith is tested, where your longevity is tested with the process. So for every organization, there is a place of downturn. And this is where champions have separated from failures. Because champions had the staying power. They remained, they stood steadfast, believing in their dreams and in their hopes, even in times of losses. That is why Abraham is commended for his faith. Because he grew strong in faith. He never staggered in faith. But he believed that God is able. Hallelujah. So, for every organization, even if you look at the church, how we started. We started so high. But there came a season where there was the hockey curve. It was a curve like this. Like, like an upside down parabolic line. There is a down curve where people begin to leave the church. Where people begin to jettison. Where people just come, do not come to church for no reason. Where people do not comment on your messages for no reason. Where people do not tithe for no reason. Where people do not give for no reason. We have entered that season as a church. And that is the moment of test. Because for every organization, there is a time where you make losses. But soon after that, there is a rising. There is an inclined plane. The graph goes back up where you begin to make profit out of your dream. Where you begin to make profit out of your hope. Where you begin to make profit out of your life. So, this is my encouragement to you. As you journey towards your dreams, there are some parabolic lines that you will encounter. On this day you are on top of the mountain. On this day you are down the valley. On this day you are walking in winter. On this day a summer is going to come. A, an autumn is going to come. These are seasons of life. Metaphorically, they, they reflect something that life changes every now and then. But we need to take up the nature of God. That while he was creating, on day one, he said, this is good. Day two, this is good. Day three, this is good. He was enjoying the moment. He was not enjoying what shall be. He was enjoying what is already done. He was enjoying the stage where he was. People who are grateful of where they are. People who are so appreciative of where they are. This needs to be our attitude every now and then. This needs to be our process every now and then. Hallelujah, somebody. When we learn the art of living in the moment, the art of staying in the moment. So this morning, I want you to know that for every organization, for every life, for every dream, for a Joseph, you're staying in a healthy family. But there came a parabolic line where there's a depreciation. You go into prison, you experience rejection, nobody likes you, uh, you are in prison, nobody calls you, nobody talks to you. But after that, you are exalted into the palace. This is the life for every dream. That's why you find that those who left us were just there for a moment. They were waiting for the big church. They were waiting because they didn't see. They were deprived of the vision. They didn't know organize, how organizations are birthed. They didn't have the knowledge. They, did, they, they lacked the foresight of how an organization functions. They think you just start today, tomorrow you're great. They are those people with an instant makeup. We are people who are so knowledgeable that life is a process. 
Today it may be up, tomorrow it may be down. Tomorrow we may be mourning, but tomorrow we'll be celebrating. That's why the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night. Why are you writing about weeping? Weeping is a, is a different kind of crying. Weeping, mourning is a different kind of a cry. Why is God writing to Christians that weeping may endure for a time? Which means there are seasons of tears. But it will not last long. Because joy comes in the morning. We need to be a generation. We need to be a generation. We need to be a generation that walks in the moment and that enjoys the moment, guys. Do not be robbed of the moment that you are in right now. Do not be robbed of the seasons that you are in right now. Great leaders are, are the ones who have the staying power. The power to remain in a course until you see a breakthrough. Elijah praying seven times. People nowadays, they pray three times and they, they look down upon prayers. They begin to mock God. They begin to mock their prayers. They pray five times and they give up. They pray six times. But Elijah prays seven times, waiting for the rain, believing that it will rain. And it rained on the seventh time. We need to be a generation that learns to live in the moment. So may God bless you this morning. May God keep you this morning. Enjoy this season that you are in. Be so grateful to God of your bank account, of your life. Be proud of your church. Be proud of your life. Be proud of your brothers and sisters that God has given unto you. Don't take them for granted. Don't take them for granted. The people God has raised who are constantly there for you. Constantly there for you. We refuse to be a cyber generation that loves the internet more than the reality. That loves the abstract more than the reality. That loves the estimation, the estimated more than the actual. May God keep you. May God bless you. Learn to live in the moment. Learn to dance in the moment. Learn to celebrate in the moment. We have become so stingy to a place that we buy something in our own homes and we don't even enjoy it because we are thinking of the other one that we have left in the shop. We have become so broken that there is nothing that we enjoy about life. We don't enjoy ourselves. We don't enjoy anybody. We don't enjoy music. We don't enjoy nothing. But God in his stages of creation came to a place where he said, this is good. Be encouraged this morning to be very appreciative, to be very grateful. Be a grateful somebody. Be a grateful person. Be a grateful person. The mind in the name of Jesus. May God keep you. May God bless you. Amen.